Good morning, everyone, or good evening, or good afternoon. Habari Zam Chana. That's the uh, professionalism we get when uh, Joe introduces it. <laughs> I should I should introduce it in Swahili from now on, I think. Just, I think so, yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a plan. I sort of realised that, like, after I said good morning, I was like, oh, I should have said habari yasabui, or, you know, or just a mambo, mm-hmm. karibu, karibu podcasty. <laughs> I wonder if they have a word for podcast. We could uh, put feelers out to the listeners, see if we can get some of our Tanzanian congregations get in touch and uh, give us a translation. Oh. Until then, this is episode four, and we are talking about your first probably major thing, your three-day training weekend. Three-day weekend. Out in Doncaster. So that was fun. Uh, yeah, of sorts. <laughs> uh, I so enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, I know you did. I feel you are in the minority, though. As we'll, uh, as we'll learn later on. But uh, <laughs> this is the thing that, the first major thing you'll have to do after your one day interview. But yeah, this is, uh, if you've got to this point, you're definitely going, unless you get ill beforehand. Or, or uh, decide not to. <laughs> yep, I think one of the point. points in it was just, just to give everyone a better idea of what it's going to be like and give them one last chance to sort of say no no not for me uh-huh. so joe i'll let you start off um so um i traveled by train it was about an hour and a half i had to change um i had to change lines at one point it was a it was an awkward train journey and uh i apologize if you can hear voices outside it tends to happen around here. Well, that windows. is your fault for going and uh, recording in a busy McDonald's, but... <laughs> Imagine someone just sitting in McDonald's recording a podcast. Um. Anyway, what would I say? Um, train. Train. It's awkward to get over. Yes, it was a weird journey, but um, I got there in the end. And when I arrived at the station, I had to sort of look around. I could see a sort of congregation of people sort of heading in one direction. So um, I followed them. I think I followed them, or I thought maybe I should follow them, or maybe I should check with Google Maps. Anyway, I went into the thing. uh, The uh, Kingswood... Kingswood Action Centre, yeah. Um, the uh, train station was Conimsburg. Ah, was it? Conimsburg? Yeah. Well, anyway, if you search Kingswood, you'll find it on Google. Miss probably, yeah. So I went into the building. Uh, I think I had been given like directions where to go. Uh, they give you a sort of instructions, don't they, for how to get there exactly. This was so long ago. Oh, uh, that classic phrase. That classic yeah, catchphrase. Admittedly, uh, they fell down on their face when you actually get to the uh, centre. I arrived slightly later than you. I'd driven. 
in my car, which I'd recently just swapped the engine out of, and I hadn't tuned it, so it was uh, backfiring. Was it a bit of a gamble then? (laughs) It was, uh, because my parents were like, I'll book a train, and I didn't want to because (laughs) I think I'd loved, and they were like 80 quid, and I'm like, if I drive, it'll cost me maybe 15 quid in petrol. 80 quid, wow. Yeah, coming up for the last week, I was... uh, uh, yeah, I was uh, calling it very close. And I but uh, yeah, yeah, I decided to drive anyway, and I did manage to get there and just about get back. Uh, I kind of went out, parked my car, and then got a bit lost walking around trying to find the uh, correct door to go into. They didn't <laughs> bother putting up signs. It was yeah. quite a weird sort of entrance thing, wasn't it? There was like yeah. a big fence at some point, and it. Yeah, because oh. I had to like, buzz my way in. Yeah. uh, It almost felt to me like a military training centre kind of environment. uh, I wouldn't know, but... uh, I wouldn't know either, but what I'd imagine (laughs) one to look like. uh You could just picture soldiers running around Mm -hmm. in that space. Anyway, there's a brief look inside my head. Yeah, so I went into the place... um, and people, some people were, like, talking to each other in little groups that they had formed over the um, the, the thingy day, and some people were, like, meeting up with new people. Some people were just sitting around. Uh, uh, I was definitely one of those. I, I, I sort of sat down and just sort of pretended to, pretended to be texting. Like um like like you would in if you're one of those nervous types. Yeah. Like yeah. you wanna talk to people, but it's like how do I start a conversation, you know? Uh-huh. Well, I arrived slightly later and one of the first people I saw was Joe. And that Hello. was actually the first time we met of sorts. Joe was sitting down he had his sticker on with his name written. <laughs> smiley face in the O. Which, uh, yeah, I think put me off uh, <laughs> with him. And, that was uh, your first sign to uh, the kind after, of person I am. Uh, talked to a couple of people that I didn't know and then sunk down and too pretended to uh, tech. Until we all got called in to uh, do an energizer, I believe. Oh, yeah, we had to make it rain. Remember that? Well, that was Joe. I know my energizers. <laughs> we had to... We had to rub our hands. Yeah, we had to do the... the oh, that dance. The something slide. The electric slide? Cha-cha slide. No, that's from a... Slide to the left. Slide no, to the right. I'm looking this up. Everybody clap your hands. And we... Well, anyway, <laughs> we all had to do some dance together which was uh pretty embarrassing but whatever get to the back and uh just pretend you're too cool for this and don't sit with them it'll be fine um we then had to make it rain which was well i'll let you explain that okay so you you rub your hands um i don't know if you can hear that and then you what was the what was the next thing you sort of pat your knees yeah, I feel you've you've gone into too clean. I think you started with like tapping your fingers together. 
So like two oh, fingers. It was this, wasn't it? Then clapping, then the rubbing, <laughs> then slapping, and then. And when loads of people do it together, it sounds like. It sounds it like rain. rain. I, I admit that was vaguely interesting. It was. Go. I thought it was pretty cool, but then again, I was just loving life through that yeah. whole weekend. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we probably did some more energizers, but I don't know. I tried to forget them, so. Yeah, I mean they were sort of dotted throughout the weekend, weren't they? Hmm. But. Um, we shifted on and were put into three groups. Now, how many people do you think were there? A hundred? hundred? Two hundred? So, yes, you get split into three groups. So, unfortunately, me and Joe were parted. <laughs> barely, barely seeing each other. And, yeah, shifted into a group. A couple of people from my interview day were there. But uh, quite a few, or probably the majority, were new people. Was that the same with you, do you think? Yeah, that was the same. There were a few familiar faces. Uh, I remember there was, a, there was a girl who was at the uh, interview day with me. And well, you know how I said I was just pretending to be on my phone? Yes. Well, she sent, she sent me a Snapchat which was a picture of me on my phone at that exact moment, and I just looked at it and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so that was funny. It sounds very funny, Joe. It was. Okay. It was one of those moments that you just look, You just got to live for. Okay. Bit of philosophy. Um, so, yeah, I can't remember what my group's name was. But... Tango. Tang oh, yeah, Tango, Tango 3, I feel. Yeah, we were Tango 2, so that makes sense. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. 33% chance of getting that correct then. But yes, <laughs> and your Tangos, hopefully you'll get on with the people in it, because you're stuck with them for the next three days. Yep. If you make good friends with someone who's in a different Tango, oh boy, you should uh, try to get them as soon as possible. Because, <laughs> yeah, you do everything in your Tango groups... But then uh, again, you might you might end up in a village with them later down the line. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, I think Kate was in my tango. And Aaron. Ah. Did you have, like, think, George in your tango or uh, anything? Not George, I don't think. I think Izzy was. Okay. Yeah, I think, because they were... <laughs> they arranged it quite badly. They did our names in alphabetical order but by first names and so it was like it was like the so um i think we all ended up with people with the same branch of um the same kind of starting letter starting letter yeah so when people had the same first name they were more than likely to be in the same tango group Mm-hmm. Which wasn't very good organising. They could have saved themselves a lot of numbering yeah. people with the same name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were there any other Joes with you then? No, there weren't actually, but I don't think other Joe was there, was he, that weekend? Oh, it's Joe. 
No, because Scottish Joe was in my interview, and when I got there, suddenly, well, when I was pretending to text, briefly, I was actually texting, because <laughs> my Facebook group from the interview day, uh, yes. a couple of the people there were asking, like, is it okay if I'm late? Yeah. I was the first person of all of them there, but maybe Manor, but Scottish Joe, I think he couldn't make it, like last uh, minute, right. he okay. cancelled or something. So he ended up going a different week, because I remember he was going to be in my bunk room, but he wasn't, so yeah, there was a spare bed. The year I was born was just really popular for it or something. <laughs> yeah. At I was one of six Alexanders in a class, well, people that you could shorten their name down for Alex oh, in a group right. of 60. So, you know, we were like 10% of the uh, the names. Were they so, yeah, all like, male you know, Alexes or were there any female Alexes? Yeah, there were two female Alexandras or Alexi. But, Alexa. Yeah. Yeah. But, was, uh, was one of them a, uh, a smart speaker by any chance? But yeah, so tangos, you should uh, get to know the people because chances are you'll be stuck with quite a few of them all the way through to... End of the weekend. Well, you'll be stuck with all of them until the end of the weekend, but some of them you might be stuck to all the way to your final review in Tanzania. So yeah. <laughs> Possibly, Make yeah. Quickly. So we started off, yeah, hopefully you've got good drawing skills because... They start you off, pairing you up with the person sitting next to you, and you have to draw a picture of them. The pressure, the pressure's on for that bit. You don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to offend them. No. Anything. How did your? Did you think you did uh, drawing well? I think it was reasonably alright. Uh, it wasn't a masterpiece or anything, but. Uh, yeah. Mine was kind of spectacularly bad. But, uh, Jojo, who drew me, did a worse job, so, you know, <laughs> I felt it, it, like, I felt bad until I saw the picture of me, and then I'm like, you know what, you deserve everything you get. Yeah, if, if, um, <laughs> if you draw something really bad of the person next to you, and then you see they've drawn, like, a stunning masterpiece, it would I be... I would have felt very bad. <laughs> well, anyway, you've only got like five minutes or so to draw them. The next thing we did, um, I think this was universal, was they'll put a bunch of pictures up on the wall and you have to go around and, well, congregate around the pictures that mean something for you. So they'll say, what do you think culture is? And you'll go and stand next to a picture which represents culture the most to you. Yeah. Whereas other questions that are fairly relatable to the kind of rally not motto. Um, Way. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? Like education, personal growth, etc., etc. Stuff that the charity is seeking to uh, improve the world in. So yeah. Joe, were you saying in your group you had to do a task where you kind of role played as a villager? Yeah, they split us into two groups 
and we had to imagine half of us were a village and the other half were sort of explorers who had just found a village and would we had to ask questions. I could I could go into more detail but I feel like it would spoil the the sort of message of that if I were to explain what um what actually happened. If that makes sense. Uh sure. Though I feel well as I'll explain later when we do the summary. I think lots of the stuff was uh fairly uh, you know, blunt force trauma. It wasn't particularly subtle. Right. Did you not feel that? I felt lots of these tasks uh I don't know, came across in a way so that after you were finished you could get together as a group and say, what do you think we were trying to ask you when you were doing that task? Yes. And it's, it, it's fairly obvious what it's uh, supposed to be asking you. Yeah, actually. So maybe you don't want to spoil that, but it's, uh, it's talking about cultural exchange. Uh, how to how you can go. Needlessly... Yeah, how to go about it and the various pitfalls you can go through because of not understanding a person's culture and language barrier, etc., etc. Yeah. Moving on, there were... Lots of these things are very much set around, I guess, like good behavior when you're in village. They're set to kind of get you in the mindset so that you're ready to experience other people's cultures without offending them, etc. But there are a few modules that you'll do over this three-day weekend where it's based around kind of more meat and potatoes stuff like safety, hygiene, food, etc. So one of the major parts that you'll do is a brief safety announcement. So a little run through of the various dangers you'll face in village and kind of strategies to cope with that. The one that we did, we watched various videos and then were asked, what would you have done in this situation? So it was like a person jumping over a small kind of stream and kind of stacking it just yeah, I, I do remember that. There was some... Was there a video about a guy who... Who um, got into a fight, I think? Like, they were... Out. Oh, yes. Previous, uh, previous volunteers. Yeah. Yeah, I think he said... This was, like, quite a while ago when you were allowed to drink on the... Expedition or whatever. I think he oh, said yeah. he had a couple of drinks then. Yeah. Got into a bit of a fight with another patron of the bar yeah I think it was someone from the village as well so that's not really the kind of (laughs) the kind of thing that uh, they want to promote which is also kind of why it's a dry program yeah Uh, another thing they did with my group was they drew uh, like a, a cross on the floor, and so you had four squares around this. And yes, when oh, they and say how likely or unlikely it is. Yes, and there was a that was one of the axes, and the other axes was like whether you should get involved or whether you shouldn't. I feel. And so they would give you situations, and then you'd shift around into, I think it was how dangerous it was, sorry. So it was how likely it was, and how dangerous it would be. 
So there were some quite likely events that would be very undangerous, like someone was spraining their ankle. Oh, yeah. And then there were very unlikely things, but very dangerous things, like someone having a heart attack. This is all coming back to me now. That was being eaten by an elephant. Were you? (laughs) That was one of the things, and it was like, choose whether it's unlikely or likely very bad or just just minor um and there was a guy a previous volunteer who a rally veteran who had come in to sort of uh share experiences but he went to the um very likely thing and everyone followed him and they were wrong and he was just like i just wanted to see if people would follow That was quite funny. Sounds hilarious. It was. You know, maybe not from my reminiscing of it, but at the time it was it was pretty funny. Okay. So I think that probably will take up your first day. That's about as much as you'll do in a day. That being said, you are doing these tasks and group activities from about nine until maybe five. Yeah, you're doing stuff pretty much all day. Although you do get little short yeah. breaks where you can have tea and biscuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get lunch and then there's dinner at kind of seven thirty, eight o'clock, all provided. So don't bring along your own ingredients. <laughs> you're not allowed to leave the site though, so... No, we yeah, were sort of imprisoned, day. weren't we? Yeah, maybe that uh, military base analogy you said... Because, yeah, there was no sneaking off. I had kind of pretty tall fences all around that weren't going to open for you. I would say that on the second night, a couple of people did order a Chinese from the local town and got the Uber Eats or whoever did it to just kind of hand it through the the gates. So Yeah, I think we we got pizza in our our room. Uh, I wasn't involved in buying it, but I did eat a slice or two. I believe that's called preloading. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, you have your evening to yourself. Did they? I think there was talk about putting a movie on. I don't think it ever happened. Yeah, there was talk about the it. And... Where are they? The Lion King. <laughs> I remember, yes. We briefly, at this point, even though we weren't in the same tango, at lunch times and whatever, we would occasionally talk to each other. And yes, I think you were quite keen to watch The Lion King. I... I've never seen that movie, and what? don't particularly want to. What? No, 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 it's a classic. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. It is a masterpiece. Watch The Lion King. I don't like those talking animal movies. Oh, The Lion King. Why? What do the lions eat? They eat the other talking animals. So they're basically like cannibals, which I don't... It just throws me out of that. The Lion King acknowledges that, and I I do understand your point. It's very weird in like uh, Madagascar, there's like a lion who's best friends with a zebra, but the Lion yeah. King it's kind of realistic. Not in terms of like it could actually happen in the wild, but in the way that they sort of they 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 acknowledge that they're carnivores and they're prey. Acknowledge that, oh my god, he could eat me, sort of thing. Yeah, 
well, you know, I can't root for a, uh, a cannibal as my main man, so I think I will stick to not watching The Lion King. I know what happens in it, and I think I, I might have seen it years ago, and I've just forgotten it. But, yeah, I'll watch Aladdin any day. Or... I don't, think I've, I don't think I've seen Aladdin. What? I, I need to get around to it. I saw the... I was going to watch it one time with my sister, but then she was like, oh, let's watch the new live-action remake instead. And, uh, yeah, well, that's what we watched. I mean, it you was... chastised me for not watching The Lion King, yet you haven't watched the clearly superior Aladdin, but you have watched the live-action remake. I'll do a deal with you. I'll watch Aladdin. Oh. you got to watch The Lion King. Have you seen Mulan? Yes. I have seen okay. Mulan. Have you seen, uh, what's it called, Treasure Planet? No, I have the DVD at home. I bought the DVD a while ago. Okay. I, I'm going to see this film. Wait, I've got Disney well, Plus though. Well, if you watch though, Treasure so... Planet and Aladdin, I will maybe watch uh, <laughs> The Lion King backwards. <laughs> As an animation student, I probably should watch those films. But yeah, uh, so I think some people tried to get uh, The Lion King going, but you were one of the people trying to campaign for it. How was I? don't remember it, I doubt I don't actually Sorry. remember it. You were maybe so disappointed by your lack of uh, viewership that you just uh, deleted it from your mind. <laughs> but probably uh, to watch movies and then not uh maybe that will come up again i think it might but that's a, so yeah um, a long way down the line <laughs> a couple of uh what would it be recurring trends so far i'm not sure if you heard me talking about energizers and group activities but yeah tons of them at the uh initial interview and moving on to doncaster first day we did a bunch of them and then second day you're sleeping in bunk beds. I think this uh, military academy that uh, Joe has mentioned, <laughs> it mainly does kind of scouts activities and potentially school school groups. So, yeah, you're stuck in a room with a bunch of bunk beds. So uh, split down the gender, so you're with the boys or the girls, depending on who you are. And, yeah, uh, you probably won't get that much sleep. Stuck with a bunch of 18-year-olds in a room with kind of eight bunk beds. <laughs> Invariably, one person's going to want to stay up. Yeah. So, yeah, you won't get too much sleep. There'll be a mad rush for the shower, and then 7.30 in the morning, it's breakfast time. And if you miss it, you've missed it. So, yeah, you'll want to get on down to the cafeteria. I feel what like your... our mad rush for the shower was in the morning. Yeah, that's what I said. That, well, that's what I meant. Oh, right. That's what a you rush for a shower as other people are getting breakfast. Yeah. I think people did go at night, though, just to avoid the morning shower rush. Fair enough. Your your room seems slightly more organised than our one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, what were your thoughts on breakfast? What would you give the food out of ten? I'll give it a... can't remember can't remember what it was. It was alright, actually. I know that um, you've said that it was 
not very good, but they were like hash browns and things, sausage and bacon, and yeah, eggs and. It's a kind of full English breakfast. I think they get they had the, the option. The option. The eggs were unacceptable. I don't know if I had egg. I don't know. I I don't know what they did to them, but they were scrambled eggs. They were whiter than Dracula, <laughs> and uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember those. They were bad. <laughs> Bit of a tip. The food here, another recurring theme, pretty carby. You're eating a lot of pasta, <laughs> a lot of bread. So, yeah, if you're on, like, a keto diet or something, you might want to uh, to factor that into your week and make sure that you've uh, cut rice out for the previous month because, <laughs> yeah, your carb intake is about 120% of your diet while you're there for the three days. I don't know, I feel like carbs are demonised a bit too much. Like, we do need carbs. Uh, yeah, the food was not incredible. Go for the pizza, it's kind of more palatable. Everything else, uh, to describe it in two words, is stodgy and dry. And uh, uh, I'll think, I think they did have vegan options, if that's what you're, what you're into. I feel like that's something I should mention uh, they did account for dietary requirements yes like so, veggie uh, sausages and stuff like that so yeah food and then it's a brand new day so nine o'clock start as before uh i think you go straight into your echo groups on the second day there's no big group exercise you mean tango Second day, very much the same as the first. There is a bit more concentration on what you're actually doing in the village. Though, another recurring theme, I once again walked away from this, not particularly with much uh, insight into what I would be doing once I got to rural Tanzania. Did you find the same, or did you gain more knowledge from this stage? I certainly gained some sort of like understanding about what I should be what sort of mindset I needed to be in so what kind of mindset did you think that had to be sort of very respectful uh understanding not asking loads of questions and just sort of um being willing to sort of learn uh, and sort of be part of their and new culture, I think. Yeah. And that's the sort of lesson that they sort of kept going throughout future training. Would it be fair to say that this whole weekend was probably based around that? I think that is correct entirely. Yeah. Yeah. I feel if you had to sum up this weekend, well, all that you've learnt, it would probably be be respectful of people's culture. To be fair, that is probably needed because there might be some people who like okay. would just go in and you know be rude and stuff, <laughs> and maybe the weekend would sway them away from the program or. 
make them realize they they've got to actually be nice <laughs> to people that they meet in country. I don't know. That's so why I think was, they did it. Uh, there was also on that day there was another activity which we both did. Uh, it involved stepping. Do you want to explain that? Oh yeah. Um. So we we stood in a line and there was there were a series of quite personal questions which were sort of asked yes or no questions and we had our eyes closed and it was like we'd step forward if it applied to us and it sort of it would sort of show like um I don't know it sort of showed me everyone's sort of going through something very different and me I'm quite lucky not to have much bad stuff going on in my life and it puts it in perspective doesn't it yes so they went through and asked you various questions like have you had to sleep rough in the last week have you gone have you skipped a meal in the last week have you not had access to a toilet in the last week etc and then narrows it down to kind of slightly more well, I, I guess that is applicable in the UK, but maybe some slightly less uh, major things like, well, mm. I will edit this to make me look better. Uh, <laughs> different uh, questions such as, have you faced uh, prejudice because of your religion, your the colour of your skin, uh, your gender, because, uh, well, then other things such as, do you feel you have a disability, uh, either mental or physical? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So lots of questions that really do make you think. And well, one, I'm not sure if you mentioned this, but you start with your eyes closed. And so you're all in a line with your eyes closed and you're taking a step forward whenever one of these uh, applies to you. And so when you open your eyes, well, depending on if everybody's got similar stride lengths, you can see where how many <laughs> steps people took in relation. So, yeah, the further back, the less these are. Uh, challenges applied to you and so yeah yeah it is sort of it was it was uh if you'll pardon the pun it was an eye-opening experience so that's one that you will do you need a fairly big space for it to spread 30 people out and then allow them to walk forward with their eyes closed but um other challenges we did that day i think we had a talk from someone who potentially might even appear on the show <laughs> Who's uh, this? The Asante Queen herself. Oh, we'll, we'll never get her. We'll never get her. No, we will. That is the stretch goal for this podcast. Episode 12 or whatever, we're going to get Caro on the line from the Netherlands or wherever she lives. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll tell. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll message Izzy then. I mean, Caro. <laughs> yes, okay. And Izzy can be Caro. Oh, yes, she was a pretty good uh, stand-in when we needed one. I guess that's our, you know, Caro is our stretch goal. If not, our main campaign <laughs> aim is to just get Izzy on doing a facsimile. But, yes, uh, Caro, that's like Carol, but with L taken off. She did a speech all about... Um, 
day-to-day living in... Was she in Tanzania? Um, or she was... Mm, I can't remember. I think so. Yeah. Maybe it was somewhere well, else. Country, but I also don't think it was Tanzania. I do not know. I'm not sure what countries are rally uh, kind of volunteers in. I think... Regardless, um, she gave us a bit of an overview. She talked about her experiences working, and she, her, this was like maybe an hour kind of lecture with a slideshow, she went through the various hygiene kind of specifics. So she talked about uh, like the wash product she should bring, how to adapt to the food, uh, eating conditions, washing your hands, brushing your teeth, all because of like kind of water quality and how to purify water. I think she talked about uh, washing your clothes and for girls uh, about sanitary products. So yeah, that was, well, Caro's going to appear quite a lot, but I thought that that lecture was uh, pretty good. And in terms of like stuff to note down in your phone, I think I probably took my most notes in that lecture. Okay, yeah. Were you graced by Carrie's presence, or did you have the other, the guy with the moustache? It could have been him. I honestly don't remember. Do you know why I don't remember? Why do you not remember, Joe? Because it was such a long time ago. You won't know this, viewers, but we actually uh, we actually had a little pre-roll before this where we discussed all the things that happened. And I thought Joe knew a bit more than he was saying. But regardless. <laughs> I do remember the moustache guy. It's a twirly moustache yeah. and he always wore odd socks which were bright colours. Oh, so uh, look out for him. Definitely out for speed bike and his own personal blend of coffee beans. <laughs> yes, there was another part in the, the second day where toward the end where they got in some professional actors and these people acted out scenes that could happen in the village. Do you remember any of those scenes, Joe? Uh, yes, I I do. I remember there was one uh, involving like some sort of scenario where you could get taken by like sort of army sort of police thing something um obviously very unlikely but it was sort of showing what you should do if if that happens and you know don't panic do what they say that sort of stuff i think there was another i think there were three uh scenarios another one was <laughs> Coming home to your village family and then oh yeah kind of witnessing bearing witness to spousal or domestic abuse yeah there was another one which was about just kind of was if a... you encountered a drunk person in the village oh, a yeah. really friendly drunk person yes now I would say as much as you say. Uh, they told you what you should do in those situations. I remember the opposite. I remember that they uh, they kind of showed these scenes 
but paused them just before any kind of confrontation yeah. was going to happen. Yeah, that that's. And then we all went back away to our echoes and discussed it. Yeah, I think that is what happened. We 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 sort of decided. We sort of came up with like. We discussed what sort of thing we should do in response to those situations. And, um, yeah. yeah. I've got to say, in terms of this weekend, I thought that was a pretty poor showing from Riley. Oh, Lots really? of these situations were extremely awkward. The domestic abuse one, especially so. And. There was one about well, sort of harassment, I think, like between volunteers. Well, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. But yeah, it was very. I, and I remember a lot of people were sort of laughing and joking at the time that it was happening, and it was just yeah, very awkward. Yeah, I don't think they. Mm, I feel some of the uh, some of the acting wasn't the best. Of course, when I said professional actors, because I don't know. Well, I, I'm sure I said amateur uh, when we were when we were oh, did you? <laughs> when we were okay. when we were practicing. I feel some of the performances were fairly kind of goofy and under undermined the actual message they were trying to get across. Like the like How you would, the uh, drunk one, people. for example. Yeah, but I think also the. Uh, like one volunteer trying to hit on another volunteer, it came across as very kind of humorous, and I feel it, that really cut away from the actual point of that. You could feel that it was older yeah, people I acting could... as younger people, and it was, yeah. Well, they were also switching between roles very quickly, and sometimes putting on quite goofy accents to try to differentiate. And... Was it? Yeah. Well, I remember, yes, one of the persons put on a very, like, I don't know, barking kind of African general voice. Which, oh, did he? I considering don't... there were a fairly <coughs> rotund uh, Scottish lady, that, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I, I do feel, remember I remember that. that a year later, and I don't really remember anything else about it, so yeah. I feel they could have handled that with a bit more tact. Even... Uh getting some slightly better actors, recording it, and then just setting it up on a projector, I feel would have had a hundred times more of the impact. Yeah, it takes the awkwardness away from it, and um, like I said, there were people sort of joking around at the time. That wouldn't happen if they were watching the screen. I also felt slightly that it left it on a cliffhanger of that. They got you to discuss what you think you would do, but then they didn't go, and this is what you should do. I think they did. Which I thought was kind of... I think they did do that. They did for our group, I mean. Oh. It, well, in our group, at least, it was very much set to a kind of, and what do you think you would do? Anyway, time for dinner. I think the only thing they really said was that your main priority is you, so you should always, um, like, yeah. you know alleviate yourself from a situation if it starts going wrong you shouldn't intervene mm -hmm. and you should kind of yeah you are your number one priority i think that was the only thing i really took away from that in terms of solid this is what you should do in a situation 
guess it made me think about what I should do, but it never gave me a solid guideline of this is what you should. Uh, yeah. This. It's probably important so, yeah, to uh, mention during this they gave us the option of leaving the room if we weren't comfortable with with watching. I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think anyone took them up on that, did they? I think a, f- a few people did, yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, that's day two done. I would say throughout this experience, from the very beginning, you've been given a booklet and various activities you've been filling in this booklet. It's about maybe 30 pages, kind of photocopied, ring-bound, and there are activities in it. And I think you're supposed to finish it by the end of the weekend. And I think it's to kind of prep you mentally for going out to the village, well, to your placement. I didn't write an awful lot in mine, to be honest. Did you not? No. I think there was a notes page at the back, and I used that quite a bit. Okay. So, third day. Once again, a bit of a rush for the showers in the morning. Breakfast, once again, for the final time. Uh, You get together. I guess they can switch this up, but I think on the third day we did do a big group activity. It's the last time we were going to see some people. So, yeah, I think they did a refresh of what we did on the Friday morning. And then back into the groups. A couple of activities I remember from that day were... uh, Slightly more physical this time, and it was physical, um, slightly more practical. The sort of, uh, and they were, well, filling out a activity report. So, if someone injured themselves, if someone, uh, well, yeah, if someone gets hurt, there's a standard protocol that Rally has to, uh, follow up. So, a bunch of paperwork calling it into your team leaders, etc., and then them calling it into field base. So we did a bit of prep for that, being given a imaginary scenario, and then we had to physically fill out the paperwork that we would have to do when we were in project. Yeah, I think I remember. I do remember on that day, that's the day we got our T-shirts. That is probably the... Uh, Maybe even the highlights of the whole weekend. <laughs> but, yeah. If uh, if you're watching this on Spotify, you'll probably see a little picture of us lying on some logs for a reason you'll find out at some point in this series. But the T-shirts... Fairly soon. I think a few episodes time. Yeah, a couple of episodes no, away. Three, sorry. Three um, more episodes of crap, and then you actually get into the village, and you can find out why... This podcast is called Logging On. <laughs> We're going to have to highlight the key episodes. We can maybe make an intro that uh, sets them out in the first episode, and I'll uh, tag it in in the beginning. That sounds Future good. people, you'll be able to hear that already, maybe. So, yeah, you can see whether or not I've done that. <laughs> yeah, you can. they can hold you up to that. Um, but the t-shirts, we're wearing the t-shirts in that little, uh, cartoon there, um, the rally t-shirts, and, 
you remember what they said on the back? Uh, I, I will know it as soon as you say it. I think it says, challenge yourself to change your world. That's it, yeah. You remember Aziza, you use that as a zoom in to be the final title card. Oh, yeah, that was that was uh, very nice, that. Oh, that's an activity we can mm-hmm. talk about in in that episode, anyway. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, now activity reports, various other ones on respecting the culture, and I think there was more about, there was another lecture with the whole of the group about uh, the kind of policy behind taking photos so what you're allowed to take photos of what you're not allowed to take photos of how you're allowed to post them online oh yeah that was an important thing like don't take a picture of yourself holding a baby from the village and post it on facebook because it gives quite a bad image of like almost like white saviorism i think hmm uh like, and certainly taking pictures of your family's houses and stuff. They said try to like ask permission ask beforehand. Permission, yeah. You don't want to take a picture of someone's house with their washing hanging up. That could you might not see that as being offensive, but they might not want you taking photos of yeah, that. So it's a yeah. cultural thing. So yeah, making sure that you're always respectful. So that was another lecture that was a bit more practical kind of knowledge rather than just making you think. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. You get the t-shirts, and then around 2 o'clock on the Friday, no, the Sunday, you sort of, sort of start filing out. Yeah. Um. So what were your overall impressions of the weekend? What do you think the highlights were? And what do you think could be done better? And then finally, what do you think you took away from it? How did it change your view of what you'd be doing in the village or rally in general? Okay. Well, I I had fun. Uh, I enjoyed making some new friends, meeting new people. I think there was a point right at the end where we had to actually... We had to actually go around in a circle and say what we what we enjoyed most and uh everyone said the same thing like meeting new people making new friends that that was probably the best thing about it um uh uh what was the next thing highlights um the highlights were probably uh some of the activities, like the standing and the line one, like that's one that I still remember today. And uh, the the one where you go into a in a, an imaginary village and stuff like that. Um, but the highlight was obviously meeting you, Alex. Well, thank you, Joe. <laughs> Though you have to follow what I was going to say, so congrats. Opposite highlights, what do you think could be done better? Um, what could be done better? A few things. Um, maybe 
there were a lot of activities which were basically saying the same thing and maybe sort of I don't know it could be narrowed down to like a day and a half perhaps the the like we like we mentioned before as well the the role playing activity was a bit a bit cringy and probably like not really the best way of uh addressing those like uh important themes like serious issues and so what were your what do you think how did the weekend change your view of what you'd be doing like how does it change your expectations of the project honestly not a lot like they didn't they didn't really probably i was it sort of hypes me up a bit for it like it was like yeah this is coming closer it's it's really happening kind of thing um but um it didn't really change what i thought the project would be like like my mental picture of going into the village remains pretty much the same perhaps like seeing some new powerpoints put a few different pictures into my head but but um I did I did um I did remain the same in my expectations for what it would be like uh, in country. What about you? Uh which part? My expectations or Uh do them all because I did them all. Highlights probably get in the T shirts. <laughs> I think um yeah, some of the activities did kind of open your eyes a bit. Yeah. I feel they were slightly blunt, but still, they got their message across. That one where you stand in a line to kind of teach you about the issues that everybody faces, but also the privilege that you have if you don't experience them, I did think made mm. me think. Yeah. Uh, downsides was, like you said, I feel it took a bit too long. Like, yeah. in reality, I feel it could have been done in probably a day, definitely a day and a half, and two and a half was overkill. Yeah. It could have been a lot snappier, a lot quicker. After every activity, they'd say any questions, there'd be silence for about a minute, then one person would ask something, and then they'd shift on to the next activity. And I feel you could have done it in slightly bigger groups and just, you know, churned through it. I think also, yes, some of the very serious points were undermined by the way they presented it. Mm. It came across very awkward, and it meant you focused on that instead of actually focusing on there's some very serious issues that you potentially will come across, and it didn't really set you up for how to deal with those. Yeah. Important but, to underline uh, the uh, potentially in that. Like, I don't... Um, yeah. The majority of the time, it's, it's, it's a great experience. It's... Yeah. It's, you're very unlikely to experience any of them, but you know, one in a thousand people, it probably will happen to you, so you definitely want to know what to do in that case, and yeah, I feel it could have been done better, mm. but regardless, I think overall, my expectations of Rally, I was beginning to sense that a lot of Rally was based around 
Personal, personal growth. growth, yeah. At first, yeah. At first, when I started, I thought Rally was very much, you're a faceless person who's helping, you know, develop these countries, and it doesn't matter about you. You're just mm. going there to, like, you know, be an extra pair of hands. Building wells and but stuff. Through the, yeah. Though, like teaching English or something, it didn't have uh, to yeah, yeah. physically be. Yeah. But I thought. It was very much, you have a task to complete, and that is 100% of your objective. Mm. Whereas, from first interview to now this Doncaster weekend, I felt more and more that it was a lot to do with your own personal experience of this volunteering. I thought that was like, you know, a site, a nice little bonus if you get more confident, if you get better at team working. But... The amount of emphasis they put on it through this Doncaster weekend, I started feeling, ah, this is quite a bit to do with your own personal experience of this trip. So, yeah. yeah. The constant energizers and team building activities. At first, I thought it was just like any old interview for a university or a job, and they were just like, you know, breaking the ice, getting you a bit friendly so that they could see how well you work in the team. But going onwards, I felt this is to do with another side objective of volunteering. And so, yeah, I started to twinge that that's what Rally was quite a bit about. So, um, were you... What was the final thing? Were you almost sort of regretting it a little bit? Um, I don't know. I think it did get a bit grating. Like, day two lunchtime, and I'm like, I've still got at least 24 hours of this. I did feel like, geez, I could just pretend I'm ill and drive home. So, uh, it's not regret. I think, you know, the other presentations that showed me physically pictures of, you know, Tanzania. Yeah. Told me about local customs and just talking to... So the whole thing's run by ex-rally volunteers. So in theory, I guess me and Joe could go back and be presenting these kind of slideshows and doing the safety talks now fancy a bit so of, ex- <laughs> fancy a bit of role play not sure my uh, lockdown air would allow me to be seen in front of people but sure why not <laughs> but yeah so just hearing their stories not even in kind of presentations just in between when you're talking to them when you're going to get coffee and they're standing at the table you know just hearing about their experiences that got me amped up Probably yeah. in like equal measure that the kind of dumb little team building exercises kind of got me bummed out. So I think overall I was about the same. Yeah. And physically and paperwork talking about like, you know, the vaccines you need to get, the the kind of like water purification tablets you need to buy. That got me kind of excited because I'm like, oh, this is actually happening. This isn't some abstract thing that's going to take place in six months. This is, you know, I've got a date for my flights. So I've got a date for when I need to get a rabies vaccine etc putting it into that perspective got me quite excited yeah i guess that's the main section done it is now time for everyone's favorite segment joe's swahili segment so joe what are you teaching everybody today um well i got two words computer and calendar okay do you think they'll come up much in uh in village you never know
Like if okay. you if you're bringing the laptop and you're like, hey, where's my uh? So take a guess. What do you think computer is on this? I'm gonna say like computer. Computer. Com- is it? Computer. Pretty much the same, but spelt very phonetically. So K O M P Y U T A. Computer. Okay. Calendar. Any idea how calendars said? No idea. And I feel it won't be the same as, I don't think it'll be anything close to. Computer is quite a new word, so I feel it could be quite similar to just the English. Calendar, mm. they've been around for centuries, so I have no idea. Calendar is. Calendar. Is it? Yeah. Spelt with a K and an A instead of ER at the end. Okay. The, they don't tend to use the letter C. Unless it's with an H. Uh-huh. Otherwise, they'll just use K. Right. I feel I might be uh, speaking for the listeners as well, but that was a pretty pretty poor effort in the Swahili <laughs> It wasn't really teaching Swahili. I feel it was more an English lesson, which, if you were listening to this podcast, you probably well, already understand. I, I taught a little bit about the way that things are spelt and stuff. That's pretty high level. I think it would have been uh, better to teach people a couple more basics, so... I don't know. I'm going to give that a 3 out of 10 on the uh, Swahili segment. I don't think that's... I will do better next time. You better have a damn good boring fact. I did have a boring fact. What are you going to say for my boring facts? Alex's boring fact. Hello everybody, my boring fact of this week is, give me a second, I'll edit out the pause. (laughs) Uh, Austria and Australia sound very similar because they both come from the, an old German word for east. That is interesting. But in a boring kind of way. (laughs) I think Austria means like east of Germany, (laughs) land kind of thing. Okay. when Australia was found, when they named it, they called it like the Great Eastern Mass, like landmass. And so, yeah, it got the same sort of naming. Well, that, is, that is a nice, that is a good boring fact. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> I guess that's everything that you'd need to know. Uh, it honestly deserves its own podcast like, section. Alex's boring facts. Well, that's because it's consistent, and I don't teach people facts they already know. Unlike Joe Swahili segments, <laughs> that appears to be the end of the show. So, next week, you will join us for the kind of getting ready. So, all about your vaccinations, about packing, about getting your ass down to uh, Heathrow Airport. Um, and all the trials and tribulations in that. Should be a fairly quick one, so sorry if this one has uh, meandered This one has dragged. Like, pre-editing, this is an hour and 21 minutes. So, yeah, you can look to the end of that and see how much I managed to skip out. But um, Hopefully it's quite a bit. Yeah, 
I mean, well, we we don't need to go into detail on every single activity every single day. I feel like bring out those key moments of like what we were thinking about it. But if in that hour, etc., we didn't uh, pick something up, feel free to email us. Uh, loggingonpod at gmail.com. It's in the uh, description down below. And uh, if you don't want to email us, just leave us a review with your question in, and we'll try to we'll try to answer it in a future podcast. Until then, it's goodbye from me. Badai, kwaheri, yakuo nana. Oh, you're never shining